finds Draymond Green. Green to the basket, kicks it out of Godala. Thompson for three. Bang! Clay Thompson from downtown. It's a six-point lead. Timeout Rockets. A stunned Toyota Center crowd has watched a seven-point fourth-quarter lead turn into a six-point deficit. Yo, 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 guys, what is up? And welcome back to another episode of the Game Stays Clay podcast. It's your boy Gotham with my boys, Matt and Chuck. Gentlemen, happy 2023, um, new year, uh, 2022, good times. Um, Warriors won a championship. We're also probably one of the worst teams in the league in the same year. Um, insane to think about what a ride it's been. Um, happy 2023, guys. Before we get into all the fun dub stuff that we have for this episode, um, how are we doing? How's the holidays? Yeah, you know, survived the travel. Uh, no family drama to speak of, which we love to hear. Uh, it's, you know, it's about all you can ask for. Yeah, Good getting all the family down. together. Uh, Dubs beat Grizzlies on Christmas. I mean, it's just beautiful stuff. It's beautiful stuff. Yeah, no complaints, yeah. man. I've, I've unfortunately gotten sick twice in the last, like, two and a half weeks, but uh, the Warriors are winning, so, so am I. This is good, man. I love it. And as you said, man, the Warriors are winning. And Chuck, I'm glad you brought up the Christmas Day game because that one was really the turnaround uh, for this Dubs team. Um, kind of just had everything against them coming off that one and five road trip. I think that that was the last time that we hopped on um, and kind of broke down that road trip, everything that we saw. Um, you know, obviously Steph went out, um, team was injured. We knew they were good at home. We didn't know how well they'd fare. I think a lot of us said three and two in the first five or whatever it was, or the homestand that we, we predicted up until uh, that point, five games in, um, they're five and oh, and uh, they're capping off some, some fantastic <laughs> performances um, with some, uh, you know, up and down play at, at certain parts, but sometimes they look real good and uh, all without Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins. Um, another, the fifth win last night against um, the Atlanta Hawks, double overtime, Kevon Looney, buzzer beater, exactly how we all drew it up. Clay 54 piece. <laughs> Um, but just what were your thoughts? I want to start with last night's game and then we'll kind of get into the, uh, this five game home stand so far, um, deeper. But what do you guys see last night? Obviously, uh, uh, a different kind of script compared to how they've been winning them. Uh, the Warriors got a big early. Um, and then uh, the third quarter again, they kind of just let, um, Atlanta come back. Um, I think defensively they were fine. They're struggling a little bit, couldn't, could make a shot. And then Atlanta was back in the game. And next thing you know, you've got two extra overtimes to play. Um, some clutch shots, some insane turnovers, um, and a loony put back rebound buzzer beater. Um, so just take me through your thoughts from last night, your takeaways, and um, yeah, let's right into it. Chuck, give us get, get us started, man. Yeah, last night was crazy for so many reasons. Uh, obviously, Jordan Poole going off. I mean, not Jordan Poole, Clay going off was just so cool to see. Second most points of his career, like post injury, his first fifty bomb since the injuries, like there's nothing else you can say, man. Like he just hit clutch shot after clutch shot. It was, it was beautiful. Every why we call this podcast games. He's clay podcast that this, that was the guy that we, that we named this after a hundred percent. And I think, uh, the way Draymond played too, was just out like outstanding. Like he was just not only commanding the offense, but dictating so much of what Atlanta could and couldn't do offensively. Like he was just, blowing up Trey and DeJounte pick and rolls all of the time. Um, and then Kevon Looney, man, uh, saving us the third overtime, getting the tip in on Clay trying to go for another crazy shot. So whew, uh, it was a lot. 
and but we're alive the winning streaks alive two games over 500 man i i did not think we would be here when steph went down yeah it felt going being 500 at all felt like a like a pipe dream uh, when Steph went down, I thought I was kind of guessing a couple games below was kind of best case scenario. I know Gotham's kind of uh, wiping the dust off his shoulders because it yeah, could be wait. it could be Jordan Poole out there with the three of us, and then uh, one of our dads and and Gotham would think we have a chance of winning. So I appreciated Gotham. Um, but no, last night was probably from the fourth quarter on one of the ugliest games I've, I can remember watching. Just a an absolute brick fest here and there. Looney saved the day. Uh, you know, he he. there was no chance the Warriors were getting stopped into that game just with they had no one to stop Trey getting into the paint at all. So that floater, it was kind of just like he got in there. Uh, we I think we all saw it coming. This is going in. And then um, Clay's shot looked good, I thought. Leaving the hand, I was like, oh, Jesus God, what a night. Uh, and then Loon got, Loon got uh, finishing Eternal. off for us, you guys. And it's, uh, I think Looney is kind of like the, like the best representation of this streak so far. And funny enough, he actually, I didn't think he'd been great uh, in this streak. I kind of double checked some of the numbers and he, um, had been struggling a bit. I mean, his plus minus has been kind of funky, but he just hasn't been finishing very well uh, of late. He's had a hard time to worry. He's played some longer teams, but, uh, for him to grind through last night and get that huge, you know, a couple of awards to finish the game and, uh, tip it in. That was just a perfect encapsulation of kind of this, this home streak magic, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, like last night especially, and this and this whole kind of win streak in general. But last night especially, you saw the the old guys, the the Clays, the Draymonds, the Loonies, the guys that have been here. Um, Don, yeah, I want to throw Dante Divincenzo in there, a guy who's you know been on a championship team is is really committed to you know playing some winning basketball, making plays, and um, you know stuffing the stats stat sheet um to you know just get the job done and that's that's what really has been this this win streak has been about and last night again was just an encapsulation of that um to be up you know 20 whatever points and to blow it uh, um on an, uh, i think it was what three games and four nights and then um you know these guys have obviously been without Steph without Wiggins Kaminga goes out a guy who stepped up big time during this streak so um you know going in i think all of us were a little a little just, you know, if they were to lose this one, you know, we'll see, uh, you know, not not the end of the world. But um, to pull off last night and, you know, be two games over 500, keep this winning streak uh, at home, get 5-0, and and um, to do so in so many different ways. I mean, you saw it against the Hornets, the Blazers that kind of came back um, last night against Atlanta, you know, having the lead, blowing it. Um, so just the experience that these guys are getting and, and, you know, improving on the defensive end and everything that we said were problems for this bench, for this team. Um, or obviously, you know, the bench, you know, defending, defending without fouling, a lot of those stuff you're seeing, those are the reasons why this team is able to, you know, pull out some of these wins and, um, to do so without your two best players, I think that, you know, as you kind of, you know, start the new year and gearing up for, you know, the, the meat of the season. Um, this is the, this is the kind of experience that, you know, you wanted going into the regular season. And I, you know, I think it's a, I want to see Stephen Clay, uh, Stephen Wiggs out there, you know, very soon, but it's been a blessing to see, you know, uh, Jordan Poole figuring this stuff out. Obviously, you know, last night was a little, uh, health risk out there. I think he had 31 shots for 28 points, like six or seven turnovers. And, um, you know, you see the kids going through, you know, developing stage. He's obviously got so much on his shoulders and, but to see Clay have a 50 piece. Um, and you've been seeing it coming. I think he's been putting up some really good games, um, in this win streak. And even on the road, I think he was shooting pretty well. Um, so, um, just to see him and obviously Draymond, um, defensively. So, um, last night was great. Obviously ugly towards the end, but, um, you know, this, it's, it's got me feeling good. Better than I, you know, I had a pipe dream that they would be five and no, didn't know if they had to pull it <laughs> off, but glad to see one time, uh, you know, you can cash in the cash in the chip. Uh, but it's been, it's been fun to watch, man. It feels like the perfect kind of way to start having hope for a, 
a better road segment of the season because these are tough games they're winning they're not like they're at home of course and that's huge and they're obviously we can't even there's no argument they're they're great at home now but these are the kind of games that are so intense that i feel like the mentality translates to going on the road and especially when you don't have Steph, you don't have wigs i'm i'm looking forward to seeing how they take this basically and kind of translate that that mental struggle to those road games i think it's going to be really positive and gotham i also want to say i think we got to has Draymond Green officially reclaimed the second best player in the Warriors spot? Because this guy has been playing out of his mind, and the Warriors are five and zero with this guy anchoring. You, you might have you might have to give it back to him, man. Uh, obviously, it's it's tough for Wiggs to lose that spot with um with that just being out. But what Draymond's been doing this, um, it sounds like he's got a bad back too. Like just playing through that. That's the one. That's the one part about this um like stretch that's kind of concerning. Like, not concerning, but like you wouldn't really want to see like Draymond and Loon. Uh, obviously, Clay like putting up like you know extreme minutes. But you know, like they said, guys are out right now. So for them to you know still be able to step up without you know their their superstar and and Wiggs. Um, who's kind of become that, you know, just like Iron Man for us. So we've never really had a stretch without Wig. So to see Draymond and, and Clay and Loon put this put these guys on their back and and just show them show the team, show the league that, you know, there's there's still there's still stars in their own right. So I love um, Wigs. I love Wigs, but if it's uh him in and Draymond out right now and the Warriors are down both Steph and Dre, the Warriors are not 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 they're not, not, the not where they are right now. Yeah. You know, and Draymond has stepped are. up his play to he, Chuck, you had a uh, great thread on it. I only saw a couple posts about it, but Draymond has been just the ground he covers and the way he uses his length to just protect his teammates on defense is just, it's just inc- the way he turns every which way, every single second. And it's like, he's everywhere all at once. You can't, you can't get enough of it. And again, this guy has been quite literally giving up his body from the sounds of it to keep this team afloat. And there are float because of him. They're in a, Gotham, you mentioned earlier, but they're a potentially really good spot going forward. Yeah, no, Draymond has been out of this world. <laughs> like the plays that really cracked me up last night were where he would just be sort of not even really paying attention to where John Collins is as long as he's on the perimeter. And he would just drift in front of Trey or DeJounte. And especially at one possession, he's just walking, walking. And then once Trey beats him, he intercepts him drives him all the way to the baseline covers his turnaround and then the kick out goes all the way out to john collins who misses another three (laughs) it's just like watching this guy when a team has just given him the free license to roam around is just so special and he's he's a safety out there he's also so aware of how bad jordan Poole is at guarding the pick and roll that he's just so he's just so ready anticipation to cover up what jordan screws up and there were a couple plays yesterday i was just like oh to save the ball and that roller is right there and Draymond and again sagging off Collins Chuck right there so fast mm-hmm. it's just wild man it's awesome stuff I think the biggest yeah. thing for Draymond too like defensively obviously he's 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 one of the greatest of all time but I think his like being an offensive threat too like he's knocking down threes um I feel like he's hitting at least you know one maybe two a game like um and he's there he's hitting big shots um so just to be that offensive threat that you know I think Last year in the postseason, we we said that you know Draymond being an offensive threat kind of unlocks his team even more, and obviously that's with everyone healthy and stuff. But uh, to see him, you know, just kind of let that thing fly, and uh, it's going in. Um, you know the you know the meme, everybody's gangster till Draymond shoots. <laughs> that's a perfect encapsulation of how the Warriors are right now, man. They 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 are they're playing some good basketball. They're they're figuring out how to win, and they're doing so without their two best players. Um, you know, shout out, shout out Draymond, man. It's been, it's been great. But can I, can I, I want to talk about Jordan Poole real quick. Uh, obviously he's been great, uh, this last stretch. Uh, but last night's game, have you ever been more like 
not confident with him in the ball, like with him having the ball. Because I mean, every time he was dribbling, I was like, dude, you just pass the thing. Like you're not just pass the ball. Some real Jalen Brown in the finals energy from uh, from Jordan Poole last night. <laughs> like I love Jordan Poole, and I don't want to like obviously I love what he's been doing, you know, scoring the ball, but. Man, I've never been more just like, dude, get the ball out of your hands. Uh, like when he shot that three, um, I think it was over. I think it was tied overtime. He hit it to, for us to go up three, um, and Clay was on the way. I think Dante passed it out to Jordan Poole. I was like, damn, bro. And like that's Jordan Poole open on the corner. Like that normally you're like, yeah, that's that's a shot. Last night I was like, damn, bro, nah, dude, bad play. I don't know. He made it. I was like, no, 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 yes, but um, quick little. Yeah, his his one drive at the end of regulation where they were. Yeah, Clay hit the three. Well, he didn't even really get clamped. He just like dribbled it off his own leg. Like he oh, just that, yeah, that one. Yeah, that one was <laughs> yeah. worse. Yeah, no, where it's just kind of like I mean, you don't want to say sloppy because like he's you know, like trying hard, but like there's just kind of an element of like recklessness to it where it's like, you know, you can slow it down, take a later shot, like have a little more process to it besides just like you know if, if you can't you can't be going all the time if you're not taking care of the ball like that so uh it's been concerning but you know pool scoring over the last stretch especially since Steph has been out and Wiggins have been out and he's been in the starting lineup for most of the month um he's he's been something else man like he's really he's really taking it to a new level, especially in the drives. Like he's almost doubled his free throw attempts per game uh, in like December compared to the rest of the season. So he's getting downhill. Like we saw, you know, that late bucket. I think they were down four when uh, Poole just got a Kongu on a switch, beat him with one move, and got an easy layup. Like he was able to get some quick buckets for them when they needed it. So. That's the, I think that's the frustrating yeah. thing we always see with Jordan Poole. Is it's always so much good and so much bad, just mash very close together. <laughs> he's either prime Steph Curry or just like um, pick someone. He's just know. like it's it's, it's great though because they need him so desperately, but he also they're not here without him. them so dearly. Yeah. It's written, like hey, Gotham put a great man yesterday watching that game. They were like at, at the starting with that last shot in the second quarter where he got uh, blocked by Murray and Clay was wide open and you saw Kerr looking unhappy and Clay standing spot, being ready to catch the ball still, you know, um, it, you just knew that I, I just knew at that point. I was like, I do not want the ball in this guy's hands at the end of any, any period of time in this game. And, and without fail, <laughs> the next five chances he had, he, I don't know if it was five, it was at least three or four though. At the end of a shot clock or end of a quarter, he was, just an absolute deer in headlights, man. He kept having this look on his face too, or after these shots for that, that last one where he uh, dribbled off his leg, but that Chuck was talking about with Trey Young just happened to be standing there more or less. I mean, it's Trey Young. Come on, my guy. Yeah, um, for real. He just had this look on his face, the same look that I have when I like have a long night drinking and I realize I lost my phone. Like, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> I mean, like my phone's gone. Like, I don't know what happened, but no, you know what happened, man. You dribbled into the paint for the fourth time and you dribbled off your leg again, dude. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it, dude. Anyway, I just I've never seen Clay like more just like pissed that he never got the ball. Like obviously he wants the ball all the time, but like he was just like staring him down. He's like, dude, I'm feeling it. And I, every, I think everybody watching the game was like, bro, pass play the ball. Like, oh, everybody, what? every warrior. It was insane. Like, hey, move the ball. Except Jordan even last, even that last play, we can talk about it in a minute, of course. But the last play when um Clay missed that three. I don't even know if it was the last play anymore. It's the DiVincenzo three, actually, where Clay missed it. Poole gets blocked by Murray again. My God, man. Murray just had pool and jump shot hell yesterday, dude. My my goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But you know, everybody is just pointing at at DiVincenzo being like, "Hey, my guy, like throw the ball one pass to your left. It's right there." And pool just double teams. Hey, that's the irrational man. confidence that you know you you have to like live with. But um, happily, it didn't cost us yesterday. Um, but it came came close. But um, you know, that's that's I guess that's part of this the the development of Jordan Poole into the star that we think that he's going to become. Uh, he's, he's obviously put the team on his back a little bit here. Um, I honestly, so. I, I said earlier in the year that I think DiVincenzo is going to close a lot of games over Clay and Poole. I don't think he'll close games over Clay because Kerr just doesn't go that way. But uh, out of the Warriors' four guards, crunch time. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where Poole stands right now, just given some of this, some of this jankiness. Yeah, I just want to throw that out too. On like Clay's stretch, uh, we talk about guys contributing the most over this win streak. Clay's at 34 points per game <laughs> in the four games he's played. Let's over go, Clay. Streak. Put the team on your back, bro. Let's go. Yeah, he's, he's, he's going beast mode. He's taking 15 threes a game, and he's hitting 42%. Like, that's a guy who... That's What's a, guy a star? Who Always a threat, bro. You can't sleep on the great ones, man. You can't... They don't sleep on them. Um, but yeah, dude. Shout out, shout out to Clay. Um, but another guy. No, go for it, man. I was going to say, it's crazy, man. Despite Jordan's struggles, him and Clay are combining for 64 points a game right now during this five-game stretch, which is just – you can't ask for much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and having a, having Clay like, literally carrying the offense the way he just, like – I mean, dude, 39 shots last night. Like, he was just getting it up, and it worked. Like, it was working. Like, he – he wasn't just, you know, taking his normal clay shots. He was like exploiting their defense. Like he was driving, kicking, like he had that, he had that baseline drive where he slipped it to lamb in like the second overtime. Like that was a huge basket down the stretch when they had nothing going on. So that's, I think we're seeing, you know, better versions of better scoring versions of clay and pool. And, you know, defensively he's been better too. I think he's been working sort of within himself he's relying more on his strength and his arms than you know having the quickness to stay in front of guys um we saw him on that big play late against DeJounte like getting the strip on him when he was trying to go up for another mid-range shot like he's got the not quite Iggy-like ability but he can he can get active with those hands uh so he's he's you know I think he's finding a little more of what he's capable of right now no 1000% uh, but basically, like my my biggest like, speaking on Dante Vincenzo, like I think the the fact that I I want to get in the whole like obviously we lost GP two and Auto this summer, and you know a lot of the talk was you know how are the how are you gonna fill these guys, um and Divincenzo and Kuminga are kind of you know playing themselves defensively at least into the uh that gp2 kind of thing and dante as a playmaker as a shooter um obviously he's on ball defense but just his ability to just play make as well um he brings so much to the table and like you guys said man i you feel comfortable with him out there whether that's in the closing lineup um whether that's you know starting right now um just his presence on the court is, and you know it's going to get even better with uh, when Steph and Wiggs come back. But you know Dante has really played himself into that you know seventh man kind of conversation that you know we had the top six coming in and who was going to step up into those, those roles. And I think DiVincenzo and Kuminga have, have really started to solidify their their place in um, you know this puzzle of where what the Warriors' rotation is going to look like, what their roster is going to look like. Um, you know, fully healthy going down in the, into the stretch, but. Um, to get two guys is so good on the defensive end, um, and they're showing up big time, especially in this last in this last stretch. So, 
Um, just working out the kinks and the way they've been winning games, how they're winning these games, um, just growing as they have, like compared, like the ways they lost games before is how they're winning them now is, is my biggest takeaway from this whole win streak. And like to do it without your two best players who are obviously carrying a hell of a load when they were playing. Um, it's just going to help this team so much going forward. And you really have the belief that, you know, once, once Steph and Wiggs come back and this team's fully healthy, they can really go on a run here and, and, you know, get some, get some serious, uh, get some serious playoff, uh, playoff mojo going. Absolutely. Yeah. So in terms of this win streak, like I've already said, Clay is definitely my MIP for it. Uh, what about you guys, these last five, like who's, who's sticking out? Who's, who's really doing the work there? It's gotta be Draymond or Clay for me. Um, uh, Loki, I mean, you could say like dark horse, Steven Genzo pick, cause he's just been like, I, I, he's just got that eager all feel to him where like he's on the, when he's on the floor, you feel confident when he has the ball, you know, he's not going to make a boneheaded play. Um, he, I didn't realize he's like Josh Hart light on the O boards. Like the guy is everywhere. He's, he's tipping he's, everything always. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. He's so active. No, it's got to be Draymond or Clay. Um, I probably lean Draymond because he's played all the games. Um, and he's been, he's just been so consistent. And like, I, Gotham, I like that you brought up that he's shooting threes because he's, he's, that's just so important that he shoots them. You know what I mean? Like he's still shooting below 30%, I think, but just being willing to shoot the shot just indicates so much more about his confidence on offense than anything else. Cause I think what we've seen in the past is that when he's not shooting those shots, it's, you know, more than likely due to him not feeling confident in his jumper, which, you know, I wouldn't either. It's a horrible shot. He usually doesn't make it, but. The fact that he's putting it up is huge. And we've seen that uh, kind of pay dividends when he goes to the rim these days. He's just, he's looking to finish a lot more than he has previously. I think that kind of, that kind of translates to those, those threes. Um, but I go with Draymond. I just, I got to stick with Dre here. And it's not any knock on clay. Like you said, Chuck, 34 points on 15 attempts from threes uh, <laughs> is a preposterous number. Um, I hope, I hope Steph's ready to share the rock a little more when he gets back. Cause clay is a uh, clay's cooking man. And he's uh, carrying this team offensively right now, but Draymond just, like you said, Gotham, bad back, shooting threes, um, just carrying the load for this team. You know, I, I love it, and I think uh, I think that he deserves this, Chuck, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with Draymond or Clay, and I think those are the two main guys, but um, I got to give my boy uh, Jordan Poole some props now. Like, let's give him some props. Um, the guy's been uh, shouldering the load of st- to step in the Steph Curry spot. Um, this is, you know, third year, um, what is it? Yeah, third or year four. Um, and the guys, uh, he's been, he's been asked of a lot right now. And, you know, he's obviously with you joke about, or not joke, he's, yeah, he has committed a lot of turnovers and some boneheaded plays, but, um, just a scoring punch that he's, uh, he's bringing. We know, we knew how good of a score he was. Um, even last year we saw they helped us win a championship. Um, so to see him kind of just shoulder so much and, um, you know, this is growing pains. I mean, it comes with the territory. He's going to make some boneheaded plays, uh, you know, maybe look off play when he's just scorching hot, whatever it is. Um, but to, you know, have two 40 point games, I think he's had a couple 30 point games and just to be that consistent, even last night, I mean, we were giving some, you know, whatever, you found a way to score 28 points or whatever it was. So, um, you needed every single one of those points. Um, so for Jordan Poole, um, you know, I think it's with those three guys, it was on them to, um, you know, make sure that the Warriors were able to be in a position to, uh, you know, kind of hold the fourth down, um, going into this stretch. Um, so for, for Draymond Clay and Jordan Poole, I think, um, for those three to step up, uh, is, is, it's been big time. And that's why the Warriors are where they are. It kind of feels like this team could really go off once, you know, if, if Kaminga and Wiggins come back like somewhat simultaneously, I feel really good about this team and their depth right now, just for the next four or five, six, seven, eight games, because 
I trust Kaminga more than I ever have. Wiggins is Wiggins at this point. You know, he and Looney aren't similar. Just like keys to my heart. I'll die for you right now. Shoot me. It's fine. Okay. I'll take the bullet. Warrior from life. Um, yeah. No, hundred percent. So I really think this team, once they get healthy, can even, uh, can even take off a little more because I just, I trust a lot more, a lot more of their guys than I had previously. And just having, having eight NBA players is so huge. And they didn't really have that to start the season. It felt like, and once those guys are back, I think they'll actually have that number. And that's not including Ty Jerome, you know, Steve Nash, Steve Nash light. And, uh, you know, Anthony Lamb out there. <laughs> so, uh, this roster is solid and I look forward to them being healthy again, man. So as, as yeah. you kind of, I mean, I'm sorry, my bad. I, I wanted to kind of pivot to, you know, how does this change your, uh, you know, uh, take on the season, I guess. And Matt, you kind of brought it up, just feeling like, they're, you know, this team's going to go on a run. But, um, you know, where we were two weeks ago, it's kind of been the thing with this team. You know, it felt like they righted the ship once, and then Steph goes down, Wiggs goes down, again, back below. And again, now this this one feels different, though. Um, and with a lot more guys coming back, um, how does this change, you know, your maybe not take going into the season, but at least, you know, the adjustments that we made, that, that what we saw. Um, how does this – this recent stretch changed change that, Chuckster. Yeah, I think what we've seen is so much fight out of this team, so many different guys finding ways to contribute that they wouldn't have been counted on to before. Um, there's a couple more guys that we'll get into soon, but I think the main thing for me is just the positioning and all of it, like just purely looking at the numbers, 20 and 18 because of this five-game win streak, you know, even if you go – three and two, which I think we would have considered a pretty good result. You're still sitting at two games under 500 and you don't know when Steph Curry's coming back. You don't know when Andrew Wiggins is coming back. Uh, Jermichael Green, obviously not on their level, but he's also been absent. James Wiseman is now hurt. So it's just a team really struggling for depth. And the fact that they're on a roll right now, instead of just kind of scrabbling along, like we've seen them do for parts of the season, it's just amazing to see. Um, and I think it really makes me think about like how, how different this team can be down the stretch. If they're able to get fully healthy, fully cohesive guys are getting in the rhythm and sort of figuring out what their role is on this team as the year goes on. Uh, that's what I'm excited for, but you know, it's, it's the positioning here. Like if you're positioning yourself to, you know, get a leg up uh, on playoff seating as things are, I don't want to say starting to take shape, but you know, we're almost halfway through the year now. So things are going to have to take shape sooner or later. And you want to be securing these wins now, especially with the games you got coming up. Yeah. I, I feel pretty much the same exact way. And it's, it's especially encouraging just because the next six games to the Warriors next six, all right. They got the Pistons, the magic, the Suns, without Chris, not that Chris Paul, without Devin Booker, without Cam Johnson, obviously without Jake Crowder. Uh, Spurs, Bulls, who've been floundering, um, and the Wizards. Those are just six winnable games. This team is kind of, I'm not going to say they're there yet, but they're kind of trending towards, in my mind, like this team wins the game they should, uh, team. So if they are that team, we'll find out in the next couple of weeks because there's a real chance they're 26 and 18 after this next stretch. And I'm not, I know that sounds crazy. And I'm usually not the one to say, uh, things are going to go great, but. Again, I kind of, I'm getting to the point where I trust this team to take care of business when they're supposed to, and it's especially at home, obviously. Um, and those last three, the Spurs, Bulls, Wizards are on the road, so that's a real good test to see, hey, those are teams you should be on the road. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens here. Um, are you guys concerned at all about the Kaminga thing? Should we, is this like a, the Warriors being the very cautious Warriors, or is there something we should be concerned about, do you think? Yeah, I mean, it I think just, just strikes me as, yeah, like they're being overcautious because he's been great and 
they don't want to mess with anything more than they should. Yeah, like exactly. Like I think that he's played himself into like a position where you know what he brings to the table at this point. Um, you never want to mess around with a foot, especially if he it sounded like he played on it um, too. So um, hopefully by you know by the end of his homestand, uh, Kuminga will be back. And um, again, it just gives gives other guys a chance to to step up, which is what I think Steve Kerr. Um, likes the best about the situation. You're seeing which guys are going to be able to handle it. And, um, for them to just win um, without their best players, we're seeing it around the league. Like it's not it's not an easy thing to do. Like they're missing two of their best guys. The Suns, same record. But they're floundering right now because uh, you know obviously, like you said, D books out. Um, sounds like Zion's going to miss some time um, with New Orleans. So, um, like you said, Chuck, I mean it's wide open, and the Warriors are you know whatever it is. I think four and a half games out of the one seed. Um, with so much uh, just upside on for this team, so um, going into the season, I mean, I thought they they could win the West um, as the first seed. So I guess technically it doesn't change my outlook, but yeah, this one feels different. It feels like they're going to be ready to take off um, here in the next couple of weeks. So I feel like fifty wins probably gets you the one seed this year in the West, uh, if not a top two seed. The Warriors <laughs> to go to get fifty wins have to go thirty and fourteen the rest of the way. Does that seem possible in either of your minds? I mean, possible. Yes. Possible, yeah. Uh, Do I think it's going to happen? Yes. Um, okay. more than you to, to say that. <laughs> nah, fuck yeah. I'm stuck with, we'll stick with 50 wins. I, I feel like 47, 48 is a pretty safe bet. Like they're going to end up around that range. Cause when they, when they get these guys back and they get cooking down the season, like we've seen from this team, like every regular season, they have a run that they're able to sustain. And, if you're able to take this five game winning streak, per, per, turn some momentum over, like, especially with the stretch you have coming up on the road, uh, they could be, you know, hopefully five, six games over 500 by the time Steph and Wiggins return. And then, you know, who knows how high it can go if Poole and Clay and all the other contributors like Kaminga are able to keep up this, uh, this level of performance. Cause you know, we know that the Draymond's and the loonies are going to keep working. Yeah, I feel I feel mostly the same way. I think 50 is a lot, Gotham, but I don't think it's out of the question, man. I'm I'm trending towards uh optimism, dude. We'll call it, dude. Gotham that's optimism. Hell yeah, look at that. Okay, that's right. Um, that's right. You know, before we get out of here, I think it's worth noting that uh, the two youngins, probably the Warriors. Well, I shouldn't say the Warriors. I should say that fans probably did not think would shine as hard as they have the last um, few games. Are coming on PBJ. We've kind of seen Moody having a rough go about it. Wiseman's been up and down all season. Obviously showed a little more the last um, few weeks, but he's been out the last couple of games. Uh, Kuminga and, and PBJ though have been pretty damn good. Kuminga obviously mentioned was hurt last game, um, but Patrick Baldwin Jr. has played you know spot minutes here and there, eight nine minutes a game, and he's um, he's looking like he might be a piece. So what are you guys thinking about those two? Yeah, the one thing I want to throw out about PBJ just right off the bat, uh, he's he's gotten into seven games over the month of December. Uh, well, actually, December plus last night, so seven games over the past month. Uh, he's getting up four threes a game in nine minutes, and he's hitting forty eight percent of them. Like the guy, <laughs> he's just letting them sing, dude. And when you watch him, like his. His shot feels like one of the best, all like best offensive outcomes one they have right now. Like without these guys, uh, like every time PBJ gets like a catch and shoot three, I'm just like, yes, please, like give me all of these. Um, so yeah, I love seeing it. And you know, Kaminga, he's he's bringing the defense as usual. He's getting there with his drives. He's 
making strides as a cutter and starting to find his uh, starting to fight his place offensively. So, Chuck, are you on more minutes for PBJ? Are you on that train? I don't see why not. Like, I think at this point, you know, with the lack of defense that Jamichael Green offers you, why not put like an actual stretch four in there? A guy who has shown like at least some flashes of being like a decent help guy. And he's got very long arms. He knows where to be. So I, I'm in on that. Like, I don't see why not, you know, at least give him a try while you have all this runway left this year. Gotham, you've been saying that. You've been saying that for since I think summer league, man. So let's, for a while, yeah, man. But uh, all of, um, my only my only thoughts about uh, Chuck said it perfectly. But I think my I'm comfortable with the youth movement being Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kuminga, and Patrick Baldwin Jr. I'll just leave it at that. That's 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 just a two time my plan. Um, that should be the two time my plan. The guy, <laughs> the guy shoots the hell out of the ball, and when he's out it's there, good. he's not. He's kind of like a. Uh, He's just a non-screw up defender. He's not, he's not quick at all, but he knows where to be. It looks like. And like you said, Chuck, he's long as hell. And on offense, man, he's got a flamethrower. Um, before we get out of here, guys, what are we, what are we working on these days, Chuck? Yeah, I am hoping that tomorrow, if not on Thursday, I will have my review on the month of December for all the Warriors rookie contract guys. Uh, it's been definitely the best month for them so far. So there's a lot of stuff to dig in through and, uh, sort through. And uh, hopefully later in the month, we'll see uh, my deep dive on uh, Jonathan Kaminga's defense and how he's progressed uh, from his freshman year all the way through now. So <laughs> those of us who don't know, we'll see how that goes. Uh, when Chuck dives deep, he's, it's, it's, he he's means exploring he's deep. new depths of the ocean, man. He's not, scuba, he's not talking about scuba that. depth. Man, he's the going to the depths of the world. Pool, okay? I, don't just snor- a, I don't snorkel. It's, he just watches 2,000 hours of film. Um, watch, uh, yeah, check out, check out all Chuck stuff, man. It's actually incredible. Um, the guys does some, some great work. Check out Matt's gifts. Um, go Niners, uh, playoffs coming up, baby. Um, praise up to DeMar Hamlin. Um, you know, obviously, uh, we saw that. So, um, hopefully he's getting all right. Um, scary stuff, but other than that, man, I got nothing else. Happy new year to everybody else out there. And yeah. Peace. Until the next one. Peace. <laughs> State Warriors advance to their fifth consecutive Western Conference Final for the second straight year. They eliminate the Rockets here in Houston as they take this series in six games and they win game six without Kevin Durant. Just a painful way to end the season once again for Chris Paul, James Harden, and the Rockets.